it might be hard to see the benefit of not winning in such a case. It's still, there is a benefit. It strengthened my understanding of my own values. Magnificence is the boundless expanse of being, a liberation from limitation. It is the embodiment of authenticity where you shed the shackles of self-doubt, shame, and imposter syndrome. Here, worthiness flourishes like a vibrant garden where you have the power to determine your actions, destinations, and your closest relationships. In the realm of magnificence, creative individuality takes center stage. Your greatness is acknowledged, celebrated, and nurtured. Gone are the days of mindless conformity or fitting in just to keep the peace. This show and your host, Patricia Linder, are here to guide you as you align with your authentic design, leading the way to a life of purpose and fulfillment. Magnificence is not some unreachable peak or distant dream. It's inside you, waiting to shine brighter than you ever thought possible. Welcome to your magnificence. Hello and welcome to another episode of Magnificence, the empowerment podcast that strikes a match and shines the light on your magnificence and on the magnificence of my amazing guests. And today I have with me the amazing Regina Huber. She is really an amazing guest and I was looking forward to interviewing her and to having her on the show. Hello and welcome to the show, Regina. Patricia, I am so delighted to be here. And as you said, you shine a light on people. So I have a light here today, you know, because I'm a little bit in an interim situation today. I had uh, somebody change their date to install my my hardwood floor. And it's today all of a sudden. <laughs> we improvise, we are, we are adaptable, and it's all going to be fine. But it's just not, you know, the perfect lighting. So, but who wants perfect? Exactly. happen in life. And so I'm so happy that you are here. And first of all, I would love to introduce you to the audience uh, in a brief introduction, and then you add whatever you feel you want to add. Gina is the CEO of Transform Your Performance, and she uh, she drives bold, value-driven, and heart-centered leadership of self and others. Her eclectic experience on five continents started in Germany and includes leadership positions at BCG as well as ownership of businesses in Argentina, Brazil, and the US. This experience shaped her into a multicultural transformational leadership coach, international inspirational speaker, and author of Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine. She also co- co-authored three other books and wrote numerous articles for magazines in the US and Africa, where she has been featured by multiple media outlets. She is an avid, passionate dancer, and there is so much more to Regina. And so I can't wait to really dive into the depths of who she is and what she does. Welcome again to the show. Thank you so, so much. And welcome to everybody watching and listening. We are very happy to have you with us. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And as I said, we shine the light on her magnificence today. And as people who watch this show regularly know, 
I do this by looking into the human design chart of my guests. And I am so happy and glad that Regina is with me today because she is a manifester, one of the rare breeds of manifestors because there are only 9% of the population that have this type. And that's why I want to dive into this type a little bit more to really share what is a manifester all about and then have Regina add what she feels and what she what she acts out as a manifester. So manifestors are really a unique type um, and they are here to initiate action. So they are the initiators. Manifestors have the energy and the drive to start uh, new projects and to bring change into our world. Um, they are here to bring new ideas and they are here to transform the world with their magnificent ideas. They are the ones to get things started. So that is great. You are a manifester and uh, I think that resonates a lot with you. Just thinking of your biography, living on different continents, having different businesses, writing different books, you initiated a lot so far, did you? Yes, and that also comes with a challenge of finishing things. <laughs> and we're not actually always supposed to finish our projects. We sometimes are supposed to pass them on to somebody, maybe start a business and sell it, which uh, you know hasn't been my case so far, but it's certainly the case of other manifestors. Uh, and also maybe you know start a project and then delegate it to somebody else. We're not supposed to do every single detail or execute every single detail of a project. That can sometimes be challenging because we need to trust other people that they execute in the same way. And manifestors also come with a little bit of impatience sometimes. While I show a lot of patience when I work with my clients, I believe I do that because I, you know, I listen to them. I I love supporting them. And it doesn't really feel challenging or or like an effort in that situation but there are other situations where it does feel a little bit more like an effort to to bring that patience and sometimes we just want to do everything in our in our uh, tempo in our rhythm at the at the time we want to do it and that doesn't of course always work that way in the real world you know so that requires patience and uh, also one thing, one challenge I think that that manifestors often have is that people don't always get them. Yeah, we have ideas. They're too fast. They need to inform others because people don't get what they do and they start this and that and this and that and people don't get it. So I'm not. And also I have found, I, I know a lot of people say this and then they're probably right that I feel... You know, a lot of people feel different and they should feel different because we are all different for a reason. We all have our unique brilliance, our unique genius that we bring to this world. But it is sometimes a bit more so for manifestors because they 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 feel they can feel like outsiders because they, their ideas are not always adopted right away. Um, and they can't always see why that is. 
frankly. <laughs> you know, we we have this idea, we have this thought, this whatever it is, um, and and it's not always uh, it, that the. It, the, the world around us is not always receptive for it right away. So yes, we have to inform, as you said, and that's not an easy thing for us to do because we want to go, go, go. We want to execute already. We want to do it now, you know, and uh, that also I think is reflected in some other personality tests that I did, like the color cue test, for example, I'm a, I'm a, a red-green. The green is also about taking action, action, action. So yes, I'm actually wearing a green. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally a learning body. So it is as if you were reading my mind because I jotted down a couple of notes because I know that you are this accomplished entrepreneur, this leader in your field. And so I wrote down, what does this mean business-wise? So sometimes I really have to take a couple of notes. And so this is so in tune with what you said. Um, you said something around, um, so it is just along the lines that you need to have a team to support you because you, you, you can't do it all by yourself. Uh, you would burn out. You have such amazing ideas that you initiate and then a must-have for a manifester is an effective, supportive team in the background so that you can execute all your great ideas. Then you talked about the go-getter spirit and I wrote down, embrace the go-getter spirit yet always inform others, even in your marketing and so you totally, you totally do that as you read my mind. Then yeah. I wrote down, awaken your inner power as a gateway to more impact, to even more impact. And I can really picture you standing on all the stages of the world, um, really sharing your expertise and power and infusing people with what you know and what you have to give not just get, but give, and then work smarter, not harder to leverage your undefined sacral center. That's why you need the team as well. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if this resonates with you, Regina. Absolutely, absolutely. And I talk a lot about uh, accessing and tapping into our inner power as well, especially also when it comes to leadership presence, executive presence, business presence, you know, depending on what it is for everybody. We need to access this inner power. I I always like to say, no one can empower you but yourself. Yeah. You need to know how to access the power that's already in you, and and that's what empowerment actually is all about. We can only guide others to empower themselves, and we cannot empower other people. That would be very arrogant, in my view, because. It would mean that we place power into them that they already have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are not doing that. You know, I I always like to pick words apart. <laughs> I like to really question the words we use sometimes because I love languages. I've learned a, a few other languages. Um, you know, as I, as I've been moving along in my life, and and so I I I'd like to see what's the idea behind a certain way of expressing ourselves. Right, the different languages have have different cultural backgrounds, which shapes them. 
And um, apart from all the artificial influences we have in our languages that are meant to mind control us, which yeah. you might know of, but that's a different topic for another day. So, you know, every every language has those peculiarities and uh, and it's very, very interesting to to dissect that. And that's why I probably always look at words and say, hey, this word doesn't make any sense. Words like time management or work-life balance I never use because they don't make sense to me. And I try to, you know, use different words for those. Now, also, you said something about about energy, I think, and power, you know, transmitting or conveying, not transmitting really, but, you know, conveying energy. Well, I think according to human design, which I've studied a little bit of too, not as much as you, Patricia, I know you're much more advanced and, and, and much more savvy in, in human design than I am. But uh, what what I've seen, for example, in, as it, as it um, pertains to my leadership style is that I automatically transmit some of my leadership through my energy. So it's no wonder that I talk so much about optimizing our energy in my work. I hadn't really known this for the longest time, but I thought it was a nice parallel. And one of the reasons probably why I have been inspired to bring the element of energy into my teachings and into my coaching in a way that makes practical sense to people. Yes, that's very important. So once they do those exercises, they see the effect and they see the 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 benefits of it. And um, you know, they also have, uh, find a, find a way of understanding why why it's even important in business. Because our energy flows into everything we think, everything we do, everything we say. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And it is high time that everyone, all the people out there, just get it that it's all about energy and that the material plane wouldn't exist without the energetic background. And um, so you are my woman. Everything you said so much resonates with what I feel and sense and think. And I feel now is a great uh, time to really share your chart and talk about the details or some of the details. We can't dive into all of the details. No, but this is exciting. I always hear something new when I <laughs> yeah. hear it from an expert. And so just for today, I thought that I want to look at your chart, your manifesto chart. And one can see here is the open sacral. So that is undefined. That is why Regina needs the team to leverage this. So that she doesn't burn out, um, but she has so many interesting aspects in the chart. And I thought about one thing. I, so when I prepared this, I thought about equality and equality. So I love equality. And I thought about people reading, hearing about human design and then um, maybe taking on the idea that open centers are not as good as defined centers. And so I love your chart to take this as an example that there is magnificence in your defined centers and that there is magnificence in the openness. And so I wanted to go that route today to start with your definedness, which is colored centers connected through channels. 
I always want to uh, explain a little bit what I talk about and what stood out as I am, I have this autistic brain. Um, what stood out, I, I looked at your chart and I focused on this part, the throat, the will center and the emotions. And it looked like a cascade. And so as your emotional authority, which is in this brown triangle, which is the uh, emotional solar plexus, I thought about it's like a reversed cascade that I want to talk about. So starting from your emotional center, your emotional waves that have up and downs, um, walking up to and through the will center up to your manifestation center, the throat. And looking at this defineness, what is it that Re Regina owns? What is it that describes Regina? And what is the magnificence in this part? And if you want me to explain that, I'm happy to do that. Yes, please do. This is exciting that you see that because I had never thought about it that way. Yeah, so this is my weird artistic brain, <laughs> which is not non-linear thinker yeah. brain, I think. And so um, I first of all dove into the channel 3740, which connects your emotional center to the will center. And this is the channel of community, which is really interesting. Um, and we can later on talk about what I share right now with you and with the audience um, and what you can make out of that. Um, it is finding the right allies to bond with. This does not mean you need to get out there and trying to figure out who is my community, who are my people, who do I bond with, where do I fit in, because this is sometimes what this uh, channel is driven to do, it is wait and see which people or communities invite you in. And then for your business, you need to become friends with people you do business with, either as clients or as collaborators, because, uh, but more as clients. And I will tell in a minute why I say this. So you need to become friends with people that you do business in any shape, way, or form. And the most important part is it is even better to know them physically. And I thought about you as a speaker, so this is the best, best thing for you to really have people in your realm that you can connect to physically. And so this is the first big insight Find communities, find people, find your your tribe uh, to connect with and to become friends with so that you can easily do business with them and that they like, know, and trust you. Um, and I want to stop here and maybe stop the screen share to talk about this. And then I want to continue the reverse cascade. Yes, let's do it. Yes, uh, so you struck a, co a chord here <laughs> for sure because, because, you know, what I really, really love is the in-person 
speaking, right? So I used to do that much more before 2020. We know what happened then and a lot of my uh, engagements for that year. It was probably the year I had lined up more engagements than ever Mm -hmm. for in-person speaking in several different places, right? In several different African countries, just signed a contract with Nigeria. And, and, you know, there was a lot in the works on the African continent. I was going to go back. I just had come back from East Africa. I was going to go back to to Rwanda to speak at the convention center at that time. I was going to go to London, to Hawaii, to, you know, Kansas City, to uh, my, my first, very first canceled event was actually on March 9th in New York City, right? So that that was a sad moment for me, I have to admit, because I had worked, first of all, very hard to, to line all these <laughs> engagements up. Uh, as you know, you know, it takes time. And um, and uh, on the other hand, also just because it was going away as an as a as an opportunity to connect with people in person, right? And frankly, I've done. I, I love working with my clients online for coaching. It also keeps me mobile. It, it it allows me to work with clients in different locations, which otherwise wouldn't be possible. And it also allows me to keep my rates at a at a at an affordable. Uh, level because if I have to travel everywhere and to see my clients, and of course that goes into the pricing as well, right? So there are important reasons for that, and I've always loved doing the the online coaching. But for the speaking part, even though I I love doing you know online company events too, when for example I did one in July where we had people from several different locations. Yes, because we wouldn't otherwise reach them. I'm doing a different one now and in, in, in our new one in December, such an event. I always want to do those too, but I want to come back uh, to to doing uh, or go back to doing more of the in-person speaking. So now there has a lot been um, happening in my life as well, in my personal life in the past few years. I've moved around a lot. A lot of the networking events, in-person events, went away. And I, you know, I used to go in New York. I used to attend networking events like at least three days a week because there were so many all the time. The other three nights I would go to my dance classes, right? <laughs> but but so it it was something that really uh, that I deeply, deeply enjoyed. And uh I'm definitely working on bringing more of this back again. Uh, some of it you know, does depend on external circumstances because if there are fewer events, then there are fewer opportunities, right? And plus right now I'm actually in France, so I'm between New York and and France, which doesn't make it exactly easier, but there are good reasons for this. And uh, yes, I'm, I'm definitely going to work on this a bit more again and more intensely because it's so, so important, not just for not just for myself, but for the impact I can create. I always have felt that I I could connect, not just on a personal level, but also connect my ideas more with my audience in person. You know, it makes a lot of sense. And you as the initiator, I could really think of you creating some maybe speaking opportunities yourself, maybe you coming up with great, brilliant ideas. Mm-hmm. And what I just listening to you and looking at you, you have this air of exclusivity. There is luxury, something like that. So I don't know if this is just my my personal point of view, but this is what you radiate. 
And I could really think of you meeting um, um, a client that would love to have you in person in an exclusive setting. So I could think of that, but maybe that's just something that moved through my head. Yeah, so we, you know, even in, in 2020, there there were a few events like where I was invited to be the only or the main speaker. You know, I also even also for this year, it didn't, it hasn't come through. It might come through still next year, just because of again some external circumstances that happened in that location. It was in an African country, right? But where I would have been, uh, or I will be still, <laughs> I should say, the 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 main uh, the main instructor for two days, whatnot. So that that is it has happened, but yes, you're right. It you know it I I also even did my own events uh, in the past, uh, very much at the beginning of this business to to also get some practice and offer networking opportunities for other people. I did not do it perfectly for sure. I didn't always do it in a way. I didn't know how to do it in a way that it really would favor my business more. Frankly, at that stage. Um, but yes, one idea that I've certainly also had is to to potentially put on retreats. I would very much love to do that. And yes, as you said, you know, smaller groups and more exclusive retreats. I need to exclude anybody, but you know, to to just make it more intimate so that people can get the most out of them. Yeah, and they they benefit from you personally when they then. So I I just recommend offering that. That was was just was coming through when I listened to you. And you said I was the main speaker, the main practitioner, and this is so necessary because looking at your chart again, we are it's already dark here now. Sorry to interrupt, but you know it's the sun, whatnot. I it's hard to control here. So I think it's still good. <laughs> good point to share the screen. So the focus is on your human design chart. <laughs> uh, so we stopped here, and this is the real power, the real center. And I wanted to focus on the channel that moves from the real center up through to the throat to your manifestation center so to speak and uh this is interestingly this is called the money line it's a very 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 powerful channel um and so i made that up it is so the word it is the channel for the self-made millionaire um and for the one woman show and i had you on my mind when i uh came up with this um, it is the channel that allows you to make money through the power of your will and um, through doing it alone, doing it the way you want to do it because you are uncomfortable with uh, other people controlling you. Um, and so this is an invitation again. So you have your people that you connect with, that you are friends with, and then just the part of making money and really manifesting your ideas is a one-woman show in your chart. And uh, that does not mean that you are not compatible with other people, N not at all. 
and I could really imagine um, co-creating with you or other people co-creating with you, but you thrive when you are in the limelight, when it is you who is the main speaker, the leading part of the show, or even the one-woman show. And now, Sun didn't come back. <laughs> no, it didn't go back. I can actually try and, and open it up a bit more if you want. No, it is it is fine. It is, it is fine. Yes. So as we said, you know, we are adaptable. We're not perfect. We're not here to be perfect. I, we do our best usually with the lighting and everything. I'm not recommending not to do your best with the lighting. <laughs> that would be that would be stupid, right? But um, but there are certain circumstances. I did definitely not want to cancel this today at last minute. So. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was more important to respect uh, your calendar. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so the one woman show that was the last and the self-made millionaire, uh, does this resonate with you, Regina? Well, yes. Yeah, so so uh, I guess, you know, um, it, it, it's, a, it's a really nice image to have in mind. And, uh, and uh, yes, I do like to do things my way. That is definitely true. I love to co-create. I'm a big fan of it. But not everybody has the same role in a co-creation, right? We are all different. We all have different human designs, not just human design types, but also very specific human designs uh, because we are designed to have certain roles in certain situations. And, and uh, you know, I've shared the stage with other people. I love to be on a panel, but I do know that I can shine better if I am the one that's there by herself. And I've seen this so often, even also in shared podcasts, you know, in uh, when you, for example, get invited with two other guests or one other guest. Yeah. I have always felt like I can shine better when I'm the only guest. And I love to do it with other guests too. It's not that I don't but it's just what it is. And we observe ourselves over time and we ask questions about why that is. Maybe also it's because some people have a really, really easy time to just grab the word when they, when they, when they want it. And although I'm a manifest and an initiator in that sense, I'm not always the one who has the easiest time doing that yeah. because I want to be also very respectful. And that can, you know, although I do teach my, my clients uh, and, and, and coach them to speak up in meetings, to be heard, to be seen, uh, I, I actually get their challenges a lot. That's why I'm coming up with a lot of different ways to address those challenges for them, because I have been there too. But I, and, and while I know how to manage this now on such a podcast or such a, you know, a panel situation, it just feels more like an effort, you know, if I, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if it makes sense to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally, totally get it in. I always love this part when I'm listening to you and I think of your chart and I said it's the reversed cascade. And then I thought like, and what does this mean now? So for me, and tell me if this is true for you. I think of those cascades. Yeah. So maybe there is uh, something in 
the place where you live right now, so southern places, and water runs down in this smooth way. And we talked about the reverse cascade of entrepreneurship in your chart. And this is all just from my perspective. So this is what just comes through to me. Um, you are the one who swims against the stream. You are the one who flows up the stream in this reversed cascade to shine her light and to do this um, oftentimes alone. And this is nothing to judge yourself or to say, oh, I should do it with others. No, this is your design. And I think this is what human design can do to people and for people, really validate their unique energetic blueprint. Yeah. And so this is this is you. And this is magnificent the way it is. This is probably, this is very spot on. So this, this is probably also why I said earlier, you know, sometimes it can feel a little bit like an outsider because I, I grew up that way. Right. I knew that certain things did not make sense to me, like in religions, for example. Right. And I and I grew up in this environment and I was the only one to be so adamant about it, to really speak up about it. You know, maybe some of my siblings might have felt some of the same things, but it wasn't as important. <laughs> to me, it was very important to express myself and to not participate in something that I could not identify with or that I could not resonate with mm. and that, you know, had so many unanswered questions that nobody would ever be able to answer. And I, I know questions are, you know, I, 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 questions are great. We constantly question. That's, that's how we gain more knowledge, more wisdom. However, there were some question marks that just could not receive any meaningful answer ever. And and this is just one example, but I, I do believe that I have always been a little bit of a rebel. And it's probably also why, you know, I I speak up when the mainstream doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I can't avoid it. It's who I am. Now people sometimes so. say, oh you know, you shouldn't say these things maybe publicly, it harms your business. Well, yes, it's probably already cost me money. I admit that. <laughs> I'm even cautious, but I cannot shut up about everything. That's impossible because that would negate my integrity. And integrity is one of my core values. And I've stood up for integrity against corruption several times in my life, very actively in, in many different ways. It also cost me money then, and and at some point it might have you know just cost me my entire my entire um, investors visa in Brazil, for example. I have all sorts of stories about this. I won a lawsuit gladly against the city of Buenos Aires at one point when you know I was standing up against corruption, and gladly I found or I, I encountered a judge that 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 what she heard. You know, uh, when she heard something about corruption, she was she was on my side. But it could have gone the other way, right? Wow. Thing is, nobody probably ever did that before, and so you know, it never changed. So if we want to create change, we sometimes have to dare be the first, and especially you as the initiator. 
And I love that you so honestly and frankly share about things that didn't go so well, but in the end turned out well or where you struggled. I love that you share so openly and we all have those struggles. Yes. We all use those, you know, with those those learning opportunities, opportunities for growth. Sometimes yeah. they're painful, but even though it might be hard to see the benefit of not winning in such a case, yeah. it's still, there is a benefit because it strengthened my understanding of my own values. I think that's one of the benefits. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And you talked about questions. Questions are so important. And I said I want to talk about the magnificence just um, on some examples because we can't dive into everything. And I talked about the defined centers and your magnificence, swimming against the stream, the cascade reversed. And then I want to talk about the openness. And these are the white spots in the chart and oftentimes they are said to be the weak spots it is true the openness um, invites in manipulation and conditioning and so on and um, that is why oftentimes people feel oh I have to um, really be careful yes be careful but there is so much magnificence in those open centers and I want to talk about two open centers as an example of your magnificence, Regina. Okay. And um, you said asking questions. So I want to focus on the head center, which is the center on top of the chart. It is, It stands for inspiration. And the flip side of the coin, when you think of the shadow, is... Um, always figuring out questions and having a lot of question marks that stay unanswered and this could drive someone crazy. Uh, then it is high time to lean into your strategy which is going down into your emotional center, your emotional authority and tune into your emotions, feel what you feel and decide only when you are clear in your emotions. So this is because the thinking mind always decides as the not self, as the oftentimes shadow of who we are. And so oftentimes people and lots of lots of lots of people have open head centers I don't know the exact number, but it is around about 68% have open head centers. That means when you, Regina, are aware of your openness and your strategy of tuning into your emotions, when you healed all the false narrative, the conditioning, the manipulation on your head center, then this is such an amazing I'd even say profit center because you can sell inspiration because you totally understand it, you get it. Someone with an open head center can sell inspiration. You can assist, guide, and inspire those who have those endless quest questions in their heads. 
um, and you help them get rid of doubt. You help them uh, let go of overextension. And I just want to have an example here. This is gate 63. Um, you can help them when thinking of hierarchies and of leadership positions. You can help them stay on top and let go of their doubts because you have it all with the openness and you easily can draw in people that have those struggles because you know of those struggles. And I hope that makes sense. True, that, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I have been called inspirational. So, which at the time, the first time also came as a, as a surprise. You know, we sometimes don't see everything yeah. in ourselves as well as other people do, and we need to learn to own it as well. And uh, yes, I also do believe, though, that, you know, the, the open head a little bit, it also has to do with open-mindedness, yeah. right? Of course, I have gained additional open-mindedness through all my travels, because we open our horizons as we travel, as we move, as we actually live in, in different cultures, because one thing is go for a vacation, uh, but also even the way I travel, I usually travel, you know, very much by myself, which, uh, first of all, by myself as a, as in alone, meaning that I will need to meet people. I will need to talk to people, right, <laughs> in a well I travel. And uh, also in a way that, you know, it's self-organized for the most part. So um, it's... Um, yeah, so so that's also where we bring in new ideas, where we have to open our minds to to get additional understanding and let in additional ideas. Now, I do sometimes feel like an overload of ideas <laughs> because, you know, we all channel ideas. No idea is original. We know that. Uh, we want to make it original. We make it our own in a way for sure because because we receive something and we do something unique with it because we're all unique beings. However, no idea is, of course, 100% original because it's all already living in the um, collective conscious or subconscious, right? But uh, yeah, it's all consciousness in the end and we are consciousness too. But this is... Um, very insightful also because one big thing that and very important aspect that human design taught me is how to make my decisions. I'm not supposed to make my decisions immediately and instinctively and impulsively as I tend to do because I want to get it done. I want to do it now. And I'm not supposed to make my decisions that way. And I've learned that that's why some of the decisions I made in the past were actually not right. And they regretted them the next day. Um, and it's not a good situation because I also, because I have the strong sense of integrity, I don't want to go back and say, hey, you know what, let's change this. That's a, that's not an easy thing for me to it's do. so much feel you. I have the same authority and yeah. I so much feel you just ah, I want to say yes to this, yes, spontaneously. I want to be spontaneous. And then after an hour, a day, it's like, what did I do? Why did I say yes to that? I don't even want to do that. 
Right. And there's a difference between talking ourselves out of something that would actually be good for us. You know, sometimes prospects do that sometimes when we absolutely know it's a great fit and they say, oh, you know, I, I want to think about this or talk it over with somebody who then talks them out of it. But they talk themselves out of this opportunity sometimes. Yes. That's absolutely true. And we do that too. However, it, there's an important distinction. You know, not everybody is meant to make their decisions in the same way as you were now, Patricia. Absolutely. <laughs> we are here with two Bavarian girls. So anyway, so there's this difference and it's a subtle difference where we need to decide, okay, is this really the right way to make decisions? I think that was one of the biggest things I learned from human design when I studied it uh, instead of just uh, receiving readings, which is always amazing. Yeah. You know, then said, oh, wow, you know, this is very, very interesting. I'm actually supposed to wait with my decision to go through this emotional wave and then feel into it again. And then if it still still feels right, then it's the right way to go. Yeah, and it could not be perfect. That will even take you days, months, years. That could, yeah, for everyone it's taken long. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's usually to sleep over it. It's usually 24 hours. I found that, but still, you know. And you just, so I feel forced to say, this is what I hate about sales conversations when people force you to make the decision right now uh, because in 10 minutes the um, offer expires and uh, is tripled in the price then it's a no for me because I don't want to be pressured into a decision because I know my human design. And that's why I totally understand when people say, I'm so interested in what you offer, but I need to sleep over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you sleep on it. So it's it's really, I have learned that too. And and as I said, for some people, it's the right thing to do. Like if they have a very, they are very gut you know, driven, then they, they need to make that decision in that yeah. moment. But we hear all the time that leaders make decisions instantly. No, well, you know, in leadership, you sometimes have to make decisions when it's uncomfortable and it's urgent, whatnot. However, there's there's a place for everything. And sometimes I'm actually ready to make that decision right away. Yeah. You know, and something resonates 100%. But sometimes, you know, there's an element that I have to look at, well, uh, is there one specific aspect that is, is that really covered? Is blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's again about asking more questions yeah. also for some people. Definitely. Definitely. I totally agree with what you say. So to come to a close with your chart, I want to focus on another open center, just as another example of magnificence in openness. So, The open sacral center is said to be the not knowing when enough is enough issue. So when you look at kids with an open, and maybe this was in your case, uh, something that you dealt with or your parents dealt with, not knowing when enough is enough. So not knowing when uh, you are tired, not knowing. So it's like overdoing things. And when you really heal that and you 
know your strategy and you know your conditioning and you know how to delegate things and stop and rest because you need to rest, especially with the openness and with the willpower in your chart in the open uh, root center, then the the positive side, the magnificent side. So first of all, positive is to really look at yourself, look after yourself and love yourself so that you are allowed to make a break, take a break and rest and relax. The other thing is just talking business language. You can help people who need to quit, who need to stop something because you know about the issue of not knowing when enough is enough. So you are very magnetic to people who want to quit or stop something. You can sell stopping or quitting, for example, a job or a habit or whatever. So this is something that you are really good at. That is your magnificent gift in the openness. Interesting. You didn't know about that? Uh, well, uh well, you know, I know about the enough is enough uh, aspect of it, and uh, but uh, just the latter part of what you said, yeah. honey, I can I can help people quit. So I do help people also. I, I help people, my clients, get promotions, get raises, all the good stuff, improve their leadership skills, increase team engagement, really anything that's related to leadership. But it's also always about self leadership. And that includes self-care and it includes stress management. Yeah. That's why, you know, I have created, for example, a priority management tool where you you analyze your activities and you regroup them a little bit and find a better way how of how uh, how to how to shift the things on your plate around in terms of focusing on those that give you more visibility, for example, or that really give you that spotlight in your career. Uh, rather than taking on all those additional tasks without ever saying no and without setting boundaries and then finding yourself with an overflowing plate and no time to eat, right? So, so you, you, that what you sell and what you offer is you help them stop taking on too much, stressing out. You help them exactly doing that. And this is, so just for marketing, it is amazing when you sell, stop doing that, quit doing that. And instead, do this. My phone just started doing something and I have no idea. I did not airplane mode. Maybe this was the alarm to share with people how they can get in touch with you. So yes, they, you can find me, of course, on my website, transformyourperformance.com. That's uh, also my business name, Transform Your Performance. I have a LinkedIn profile, Regina Huber, where I also publish a weekly newsletter. It's called the Career Growth Strategies Newsletter. It also has leadership tips to lead yourself and others. And uh, I have a YouTube channel at Regina Huber, and my book is on Amazon Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine. And yes, I do want to add a quick thing because it was, you know, before we went on this uh, recording, uh, Patricia, we talked about anger, right? And anger being my emotional, not self theme. And this morning I had a really, really cool experience that fits into this conversation, which um, I thought was funny because somebody messed up my calendar a little bit this morning by just really, you know, not sticking to a 
to a, a calendared schedule. And then I got angry because my entire flow of the day was interrupted. And this is creative flow that we all have as, as manifestors, right? So I just wanted to quickly add that for all manifestors, you know, if you get angry and because your flow is interrupted, uh, maybe take it with a, you know, a grain of salt or a little bit of humor because otherwise it's going to be so frustrating. Uh, so I think that was just something that I wanted to bring me also to bring to this conversation as well, because it happened before this morning. So that I believe there was a reason before this recording. So I believe there was a reason for that. Thank you for sharing this little nugget. This was, I was about to ask you, is there anything you could share with the audience? But this was such a beautiful uh, piece of advice that, um, especially in manifestors, but who is not angry? Everyone who listens to this show can benefit from this. Just take it with humor. And I want to add, because the anger only turns out to harm ourselves because it just manifests somewhere in the body or in the field. Um, so maybe you just can act it out quickly and then breathe deeply or do something or take it with humor, as Regina said. Yeah. So great that we are so aligned in this conversation. Yes, yes, we could go for forever, probably. <laughs> but we have to schedule another private chat as well. Yes, I look, I would love that, and would look forward to that. I want to say thank you for your honest and for your deep sharing about who you are, what you do, um, your golden nuggets that you brought to the table today and um, I encourage everyone who is listening to reach out to Regina and maybe even book her as a private high-end speaker because she is amazing she is magnificent otherwise she wouldn't be on my show and so just thank you again I am so honored that you are here with me today and that you uh, had this great conversation with me thank you so much for being such a great player <laughs> played with me so well today this was very insightful i appreciate your your sharing your insights i've learned so much again about myself and my both my challenges and my opportunities i do appreciate that very much i'm grateful for this time together and i hope we also inspired other people through this conversation to potentially also get their reading with you, Patricia, <laughs> you know? And yes, and I promise if you do, if you do hire me to speak and it's online, I'm going to make sure to get the setting right. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Again, Patricia. Thank you so much. And thank you for saying that because it is really amazing to um, look at the challenges and turn them into stepping stones um, just individual stepping stones. And that is the, the great pleasure of me doing readings for people. So everyone invited, if you want to know your human design chart or if you want to be a podcast guest on this show, just reach out to me. Other than that, I say thank you for watching or listening to Magnificent, the empowerment podcast that shines a light on the magnificence of its guests. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this empowering episode. To continue this journey of aligning with your true purpose and uncovering your magnificence, schedule an illumination call with Patricia at patricialindner.com. 
please share this episode with someone who needs it and subscribe to the show on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. Join us again soon for another episode of Magnificence.